Hey everyone, my name is Trench Reynolds and this is Real Crime Stories for October 4th, 2021. There were two notable school shootings last week. Here's the first one of them. But before we get started with today's story, this show is brought to you by my supporter at Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, just a dollar a month helps keep the show and website ad-free and independent and goes towards updating the equipment used to make the show. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash trenchreynolds or just go to trenchreynolds.com. Since this is the 10th month of the year, I'm having a Patreon special. The next 10 people who sign up at the $1 level will get the $10 level perks. I'll also start having an exclusive ongoing weekly podcast just for patrons starting at the $1 level. For those of you who'd rather not commit to a monthly subscription, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash trenchreynolds. If you prefer to donate through Venmo or Cash App, please let me know. If you can't donate, that's understandable. Instead, please think about sharing the show with people that you know. This past Thursday, a 13-year-old student of Cummings K-8 Optional Elementary in Memphis, Tennessee, allegedly shot another 13-year-old at the school. According to reports, the shooter and the victim have had a long-standing issue. Surveillance footage is said to show the suspect hiding behind a stairwell, and when the victim passed by, the shooter approaches the victim from behind, takes out a gun, and shoots the victim in the abdomen. The suspect fled the scene in a car driven by someone else, but later turned himself into police. I haven't seen word yet if the driver of the car will be charged with anything. The victim is expected to fully recover from his injuries. The unnamed suspect made his initial court appearance on Friday and has been charged with criminal attempted first-degree murder, carrying a firearm on school property, and employing a firearm during a dangerous felony. So far, the suspect is still in the juvenile system. According to Tennessee law, this suspect could be charged as an adult if prosecutors deem it so. I have not seen any report yet where prosecutors have stated any intention to do so. And once again, the question remains, where the suspect obtained the gun? At the time of this writing, police have not said where the gun came from, stating that this is still an ongoing investigation. Metal detectors were said to have been in use at the school on the day of the shooting, which I think further shows that metal detectors are not the be-all and end-all as some people seem to think they are. A number of infamous school shootings where many people died have been committed at schools where metal detectors were in operation. I'm not saying that metal detectors shouldn't be used, as any deterrent to school shootings should be implemented, but they're not a 100% guarantee of safety for the students. I know I'm always touting about how I've been writing about school shootings for 21 years, but in those 21 years, I still don't think that there's ever been a school year when shootings have been this prolific, and we're only up to October. I still have a backlog on a number of shootings that I haven't written about yet. It feels like some kind of malevolent presence has convinced these students that violence is the only way to solve their problems. Of course, I don't actually believe that, but damn if that's not what it feels like. Maybe if these shooters had better access to mental health care and more restricted access to guns, this force could be contained once and for all. Or we can keep stigmatizing mental health care and let guns have more rights than children and we can keep counting the bodies. That's it for this episode. 
If you'd like to read more stories like this, you can do so at my website at realcrime.net. If you want to listen to previous episodes of the podcast, you can do so at realcrimestories.net. Real Crime Stories is also available wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider subscribing and leaving a review. If you have any questions, feedback, or comments, you can reach me directly at realcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to realcrimestories.net and leave a voicemail, which could be played on a future episode. Again, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at Patreon at patreon.com slash trenchreynolds. And you'll start receiving a weekly podcast available to all patrons. And if you're interested in any real crime merch, there's a link in the show notes. You can also follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Trench Reynolds. Or if you just want to follow the show on the website, you can do so at Real Crime Net. You can also follow me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Crime Net. And remember, try not to let anyone else tell your story, because you are here for a reason. I've been Trench Reynolds, and this has been Real Crime Stories. Stories.